Melissa LeGrant, licensed nutritionist and creator of Drop the Diet Weight Loss. I am on a mission to help women drop the fad diets and lose weight in a way they love for the last damn time. I know you're ready to end the yo-yo dieting and do this weight loss thing for good. So let's go. Well, hey there. I'm thrilled you're back here with me today. In last week's episode, I talked about why journaling your food is a game changer for weight loss because it gives you intel on what your current nutrition looks like, it gives you insight into your behaviors and habits around food, and it helps to keep you accountable. Today, I'm going to talk about how to review those logs. I'll tell you five of the quickest win areas to look for and give you easy tweaks that you can make where you'll get tons of momentum going into next week when we start building our daily food plans. But before I dig into all of that, I have a couple of rules on food logs. Uh, Rules may not be the right word here because we don't do rules around here, but we do the things that keep us out of resistance. So my first rule is to be kind to yourself. I want you to review your logs in the most non-judgy way possible. Review it like it was your best friend's log. If your best friend was trying to lose weight and she told you she ate a sleeve of Oreos today, what would you say to her? Oh my God, you ate a sleeve of Oreos? You're disgusting. No wonder you can't lose weight. You should probably just quit now and finish the bag of Oreos while you're at it. No. Well, I hope not anyway. You'd be supportive. You'd say, hey, you're doing weight loss in a completely new way. You're learning and you're going to do a little better next time. So the number one thing here now, write this down. Be kind to yourself if you do eat the sleeve of Oreos. And the second rule, there are no good or bad foods here. The only bad foods are the ones you don't like. So if you're feeling any sort of guilt or shame over something you ate, you might be playing in that good food, bad food mentality. And that's to be expected. This diet mentality bugger is always going to find ways to creep in along this journey but it knows now you're watching for it and you're going to get better at catching it. Throughout this journey, you're going to learn how to take your power back from food to not allow it to make you feel any certain way about yourself. And the first step in doing that is to know that the actual food you're eating doesn't make you feel a certain way. Well, it can physically, but I'm talking emotionally here. It's not the actual food. It's the thought you have about that food. If your thought is pizza is bad, that must mean I'm bad for eating it. Those are the thoughts that lead you down the guilt and shame spiral, which usually ends in more bad food. Now, As much as you're going to hear me say this, that no foods are off limits, I know it's going to be hard and scary to start incorporating the things that you've deemed off limits. I'll give you an example of this. I was helping one of my ladies with some snack ideas, and she was telling me how much she really loves bananas, but knows that she can't eat them. I said, you can't? Do you have an allergy? She says, no. Okay. Do they do bad things to your stomach? Well, no. I'm like, okay. 
So she goes on to say someone somewhere sometime told her they were off limits for weight loss. You eat them, you definitely won't lose weight. Eating a banana had her feel like she was doing something wrong, but it was just her thoughts around it. So I gave her an example of another one of my ladies who had a goal of adding in more fruits to her diet. Adding a banana in for her was a huge win because of her thoughts around it. Same food, completely different thoughts, emotions, and actions around it. I've never seen someone so excited to eat a damn banana. So if you're tempted to label the food, just get curious on your thoughts around it. Again, this will take some practice because you've been conditioned to think weight loss has to mean taking out certain foods or food groups, but we're doing this different. By the way, no one is gaining weight from eating too many bananas. Okay, nice to self, check, and no good food, bad food, diet mentality bugger, check. So let me ask you, when journaling or logging your food, did you find anything that surprised you on there. It's typical to think, gosh, I'm doing pretty well with this nutrition thing. And then you go to log it and a few things pop up where you're like, oh, holy hell, I had no idea. It can be a bit of a disheartening experience because we just don't know what we don't know. Let me give you an example. When I was living at home during grad school with my Italian parents, pasta was usually part of the meal. And there was no way I was giving that up. But I was starting to think about how I could make it a little quote unquote better. That's when I found spray butter. What's better than butter, you ask? Spray butter with no calories, obviously. I hit the jackpot. And I'm not talking about using a few sprays here. I mean, I would unscrew the cap and dump it all over my pasta. It says right on the front of the bottle, it's zero calories, and it was delicious. Basically, it seemed too good to be true, but I wasn't about to look into all that. Until one day, I finally did. And I discovered the entire bottle has upwards of 900 calories and 90 grams of fat. It was a sad day for all of us. Whoops. But my point here is... There's things we just don't know, and marketing can be really deceiving. I mean, there's a guy telling us to put straight up butter in our coffee. So point here is be kind to yourself when you find these surprises. All right, let's get on with the five quick win areas to look for on your logs. And I'm also going to give you some tweaks that you can start making right away so that when we talk about creating your winning food plan next week, you're going to have a huge head start. Okay, number one, on your logs, do you see a lot of high-calorie drinks, like that Starbucks order, pop, alcohol, or juice? One of my ladies was very surprised to learn her morning venti caramel frappuccino had 70 grams of sugar in it. I mean, it's just coffee, right? <laughs> there was no way she was going to cut it out altogether. And to be very clear, I didn't want her to. And I don't want you to completely cut yours out because that usually ends in six of them the next day. So her tweak here was to get a smaller size and ask for three pumps of syrup instead of the six. That was easy and doable for her. If soda's your thing, you can swap it out for diet or start by having one less per day. Guys, I can't live without my vanilla oat coffee creamer, 
but I did stop putting buckets of it in my coffee. I actually get excited when people have sugary drinks on their logs because they are an easy way to get a quick win. Okay, number two, what's your protein looking like for the day? Is there much on there? Protein is so important for lots of reasons and especially on a weight loss journey because it helps to keep you fuller longer. A lot of times I ladies think they're getting protein in with things like peanut butter and nuts, but those are actually more of a fat source than a protein source. So take a look at where you're getting your protein from. The tweak here is to start to add in one additional serving of protein a day. The eventual goal will be to eat some protein with most meals and snacks. The third area is to see if there's a lot of snacking happening. If so, this can tell you, you may have times when you're eating outside of hunger. This one is especially true for my grazers. If you're eating all day long, even in small amounts, you're never really giving your body a chance to get hungry. So it can be easy to overeat here. Your tweak is always asking yourself if you're hungry before you eat. If the answer is no, you'll wait a little longer. Another tweak here is to portion out and put your snacks on a plate or in a bowl. For me, if I'm going to eat something like chips or popcorn, I always portion some out into a bowl instead of eating out of the bag. This just helps me so much to not overeat them because I have to make the conscious decision to get up and go get more. It helps me to take that mindful pause. All right, number four. Do you see a lot of calorie-dense foods? Things like butter or oil, avocado, nuts, and cheese. Now, I already know what you're going to say, but oil and avocado and nuts, those are healthy fats. And yes, I agree, they definitely are. But they can add up quickly without doing a whole lot for your hunger. Remember, eating too much of even the healthiest foods can cause you to maintain weight or even gain weight. I have a lady that says she would just use a little drizzle of olive oil when she cooked her meals. So just for kicks, I asked her if she would measure out one day just to give us an idea of what that drizzle actually looked like and to bring her some awareness to what was actually going on. Turns out her little drizzle was about five tablespoons, clocking in at about 600 calories and almost 70 grams of fat. For her, Cutting it down to two tablespoons was easy. She didn't miss it or even notice it. So your tweak here, start to use a little less butter or oil in your cooking or use cooking spray to coat your pan. And finally, number five, do you see a lot of processed foods? Again, processed foods aren't bad, but if you're finding that you're hungry a lot, choosing more whole foods will help with that. I love those Lean Cuisine pizzas, but I'm usually hungry like an hour later. But when I devour some watermelon, which I love, it keeps me fuller much longer. So some tweaks here are to start to add in just one serving of a, of a whole food, or you can start by swapping out some things or ordering small amounts, like choosing baked chips over regular chips. Or if you're going through the drive-thru, you order a small fry and a burger without the mayo. Phew. Okay, so now you have five areas where you can get some quick wins and build some momentum. So go through your logs and see if there is one area that you can tweak just a little bit. 
you're going to choose one thing and make it 1% better. Meaning you don't want to go from French fries to broccoli. Make a teeny tweak that feels 100% doable for you. You're looking for the low-hanging fruit here, not really the fruit, but what I mean is things you can begin to switch up or swap out that you wouldn't really miss very much. These small tweaks may not feel like much, but that's actually the point. You want this to feel easy so that you can begin to build upon them, and before you know it, you'll have built brand new habits. Doing this process slow is actually the fastest way to get you the body of your dreams. You can't mess this up. So your action step for this week is to pick one thing you want to work on and make a goal that feels 100% doable for you. As always, I want to hear what this is for you. And if you need some help with this, let me know. Pop on over to Instagram at melissa.legrant and drop me your questions. And if you're finding this podcast valuable, I'd love for you to rate and review the show so that we can empower so many more women to start doing weight loss in a brand new feel-good way. Thanks so much for joining me today. See you next week.